So that was Jihari's 817 with Code Red. Now, Ryan, what do you think? I'm going to go with the spin on that one. I remember we played this track last week on the countdown. And you remember I was saying it's definitely a hype track. And the other day I was saying we were talking about DMX. And that's the kind of vibes I get when I listen to Jihari's 817. So I G- think he killed it on the track. And I think that's a spin for me. He reminds me of Mystical, Bone Crusher, and a whole lot of rappers. We're homies in the hip-hop industry. That's a spin for me. Cold right. Bang. Spin. That was a spin. And now joining us live is the man himself, all the way from Texas, United States. G Harris 817. Thank you for joining us on the countdown. How you doing today? I'm great. I appreciate the critique. For <laughs> honest critique. But I've never really worried about it. I'm not a mumble rapper. <laughs> now nah, listen, I think I think you're definitely feeling a gap in hip hop and, and hip hop needs that kind of sound back again. Those those guys that can really spit hard, you know, and they spit loud. And I think you're one of those guys, and uh, I definitely see you going places with this sound. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I agree with what something you said earlier. When I make a track, I think about the five, of, the first five or ten seconds yeah. to catch somebody's attention because mind span and the attention span is short in this new generation. Yeah, exactly, with the Spotify streams and how much music that we get recommended on a daily basis, you gotta stand out. And so I like how you use those siren effects in the mix and you really use some attention-grabbing things. And even the title, Code Red, it's yep. kind of like, oh, okay, Code Red, I better watch out for this guy. The Spotlight, here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality. So, Jihari's 817, when I listen to your music, I heard testimonies. And one of them is a turning point in your life on how you've used your past experience to talk about Christ and Christianity. I found that very interesting. I want you to tell me in details on how you started and how this is becoming an effective way to reach out to a lot of people. All right, first of all, uh, I'm an uh, ex ex-military veteran and uh, you know I, I used to be an ex-gang member also and I survived the drive-by shooting and I used to be in uh, gangster rap you know for years during the death row area era when they was pretty much uh, promoting death rows New Style Tupac the whole nine yards I was influenced by all those rappers and ludicrous you know people like that uh, so it wasn't really the Christian side of things but, but uh, being caught up in the gang you know, being caught up in gang activity kind of woke me up and, uh, you know, different doors kept shutting on me till I realized, you know, God was calling me to do a higher work for him. So I have to get away, you know, from those areas. So he started using me in the prisons, you know, on the streets. And I wanted to influence the same element that I came from. So it was people like Ludacris that I followed, you know, because every cameo that he gave, it was always a banger. You know, so for me, I wanted to catch people's attention the same way 
but do it on the on a uh, kingdom level where people can relate. So I'm looking more to draw the secular world than the than the Christian world for the people that's unsaved. So you mentioned your past with uh, gang violence and uh, military service and finding God, which is something that we see is so important for hip hop artists, always mentioning God in their tracks, praising the higher power. And uh, I just want to ask, was this military service before or after you got caught up with the uh, with the gang stuff? Uh, actually, um, I was I was uh, during this, during military service, uh, and a lot of people didn't know it. I was kind of a loner, and, right? You know, it was during the Desert Shield and Desert Storm era. You know, I was still in the military, but I was I was kind of separated from different people because I was in a different state, so I didn't have no family around. So I had a couple of gang members approach me, you know, and they started to ask different questions. And I didn't know at the time they was trying to recruit me because, you know, I was, I'm a boxer also. You know, I was a military right. boxer, but they, they noticed, you know, the kind of aggression that I had. And they started to come around and visit me and, and try to win me over and different things. And after a while, I just started hanging out with them. And before I knew it, they started ha- having me interacting different things and what I realized in the military there's a lot of people that's affiliated with gangs or drugs or you know different things you know we don't realize you know that underneath so so I was doing I was kind of living uh, you know between the world damn that is crazy that is like that is some new insight for me especially up here in Canada we don't really know what's going on down in the states you know especially when it comes to things like military and, and even gang violence because Canada we honestly don't got too much of that you may hear things but may, maybe maybe in Toronto but that's about it but uh so it's really cool that you mentioned this tough guy past and, and how you were a boxer so you're a guy who can I bet throw down that that kind of thing and and so your music definitely matches that that persona and that image that that uh you're describing of course uh yeah you know and having that persona you know they're attracted they're attracted to that to that element you know and we really join the military to get away from that activity but not realize sometimes you still get pulled in you know so yeah you know having a boxer's mentality you always think of war you know get stepping in the ring with different opponents and that's how i look at music you know, you have an opponent out there that's looking for, looking for a fight and looking for a good match. You know, looking some, you know, for something to stand up for yeah. as a gladiator. Yeah, well, I mean, it goes back to the old saying: "You are who your friends are." So, even if you can't control it, you know, the people that you catch yourself hanging out with is kind of the people who eventually you, you know, you just adapt to the the way they behave and their behavior. And before you know it, you're doing things that you wouldn't usually do, or doing things that you don't want to be getting yourself into. But that's just the way life moves sometimes. And in most cases, it could be controversial, leaving certain things behind going forward positively. Now, Jahari is eight one seven. Could you describe any backlash you faced using your music to talk about the gospel and transforming people's lives? I have had uh, criticism, but it was a it was a uh, website years ago called Media Takeout, and uh, at that time I was called my the title of my music. I mean, the title of artistry. I was called Problem Child, you know, uh, and I kind of brought that over from who I was in the world. The Problem Child. People say you're nothing but a problem child. So I was on a website and I didn't realize until a friend called and said, hey, you're on media takeout. And they're, they're 
putting you along with artists like Lecrae, you know, they start mentioning different artists and they were burning CDs, Christian and, you know, uh, Christian rap and worldly rap. This, this guy, he kind of promotes, you know, those type of things and they consider it devil worshiping. So it's more uh, being criticized from the traditional people in the church versus, versus the people in the world. But I wasn't really trying to win over you know the Christian community because I know a lot of times they can be, you know, traditional or have a, uh, you know, a different perspective. You know, so I was focusing more on the people on the street that's not going to be able to come to church or may not be concerned about that. So, you know, as far as the world, I always get embraced by them because they're looking for a good, good artist or some good music to be inspired from, and not always have to look behind their back. Yeah, well, God and the higher power and especially religion is such a powerful thing that a lot of us can't even put into words, but it's definitely a feeling that you get. And so do you think that, you know, this is what God has set out for you? Do you think uh, music is something that God wants you to be doing? Of course, uh, in, in the scripture, talk about God as the creator. He's the creator of music. Mm-hmm. And, and when, the, when the devil was in heaven, he was the minister over music. So if you think about it, if you look at songs of Solomon, if you look at different things like that, God created poetry. And and I tell some some uh, you know, religious leaders out there, I can take your sermon and put a baseline to it. You know, like E forty say, I'm not rapping too fast, just listening too slow. So I feel like when the enemy got kicked out of heaven, mm-hmm. you know, and took a third of heaven with him, he took a lot of ideals and he took you know, the ideal hip-hop and started influencing because he knows hip-hop was going to shake a culture. And hip-hop, to a lot of people, is not really rap. It's a culture versus mm-hmm. rap. So it's a difference. It's a uh, it's a difference between rap and hip-hop. People kind of put that all together, but it's a culture that the enemy uses to influence people. It's one of the biggest movements that's going on. So I, I, I believe God, if he, incre- if he created music, then, you know, he also created, uh, you know, poetry. That's all it is. Yeah, well, it's really interesting that you say that because we see it in the headlines so often that, you know, conspiracy headlines that Jay-Z is this and that, yeah. demonic things, whatever, and hip-hop is such a bad thing. Yeah, Yeah, so it's interesting that, you know, you have your facts and you have your information and you can debunk it that way. And and for me as a person, you know, who's on the radio sometimes, I, I get wondering, okay, is this... Is this, you know, a holy thing that I'm doing or is this, is this, you know, not too good of a thing? But, you know, hearing you say that and provide that perspective is, is very, very good to know. Right. And there are a lot of rappers out there who, who I believe, you know, because I hear some of the music and, and I said, this guy raps too good. And it sounds like, you know, because I've heard, you know, when you talk about it, I kind of know what you're swaying towards. They talk about the Illuminati and the industry of different things. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of groups, you know, uh, worship worship the enemy and, and worship those projects at the at demonic altars. So mm-hmm. that's why sometimes you have a sound that's so overwhelming and it pulls you in and, you know, it kind of draws you in because, you know, that's what a lot of artists do. And you're like, how can, how can this independent artist not get this much love than this other person? You know, it's because of the uh, worshiping at the altar. They take music and put that subliminal message behind it. So you got to listen to the sound and the little words they throw in. They're drawing you in by word curses and different things. 
Dang, now that is some interesting stuff. Yeah, and not everyone has the ability to do what you do. If this was a ministry, which I believe, and I'm going to ask you specifically, are you a pastor? Yes, absolutely. I am. Uh, I've called the pastor for year, years, and uh, I pretty much promote fivefold ministry. And uh, God called me to be an apostle. You know, uh, in in Ephesians four and eleven, He said, and He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Yeah. So being a call as an apostle, you're going out. You're not just uh, consumed in the four walls. You're going out to to people in the world that you know to train up prophetic people, you know, in prophetic culture, to be able to be a spokesperson and a mouthpiece, you know, for the kingdom. So a lot of times people kind of shun away, yeah. you know, from from fivefold ministry, and that's what God called me to be. So, you know, I go into the prisons, I'm over different uh, states, you know, as, as a pastor, and I have a pe- uh, group of people that I lead, you know, to those areas, and most of them are, you know, rappers or, or people who do mime or spoken word, you know, outside of the tradition, traditional four walls. Yeah. Now, let's look at Kanye West in perspective. I know we are not here to determine who is right or righteous, neither are we here to determine someone's faith. Looking at Kanye West currently, his music is talking about the gospel and reaching a broader audience of Christianity. Do you agree? Or do you believe genuinely that Kanye West is doing this for the right reasons? Um, when I when I first uh, when I first started hearing him talk, uh, I, I, I'm a Kanye West fan. You know, you know when he first started and different things, and uh, you know a lot. Of, uh, you know, I had some questions at first, but I've never said anything really negative about Kanye West or even Snoop Dogg putting out a Christian album because I look at it as you know whether they're telling the truth or not it's kind of bringing awareness to the uh to the hip-hop culture on the christian side of things so you know uh people will wait for him to say well i've denounced what i've been doing and i'm gonna do it for god and when he started doing that they still didn't believe him or want to embrace what he was doing you know but uh the scripture said god is the spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and the truth so you know we i i couldn't really judge you know what he was doing because i said you know god can use him just like he used anybody else you know so we should embrace people like him that that's trying to make a change but really it's the church culture once again that's kind of pushing them out because i believe that they might be kind of jealous that he has such an impact and such an influence on the world and it, it should be people like him that god used that's not you know all you know all super religious or anything you know so god is using people that's peculiar and and different you know in this time in this album to bring awareness to what he's doing there has been a lot of misconceptions when it comes to hip-hop music and one of them is the profanity and the negative impression most hip-hop music portrays and i'm glad that you've used your music to talk about christ and to reach out to people positively now could you tell us where we could find you and follow and even relate with you more often um well you know uh like i said earlier god is the creator of music you know, he's the inventor of music. So, you know, I always said the devil took the boom box with him, you know, when he left heaven. So it started 
all music started in heaven. And if you get kicked down here, you're going to do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, for me personally, I hear a lot of rappers trying to take, you know, Christian rappers trying to take maybe a beat that they got from the world or a hook from the world and say, you know, I'm going to make this where I can draw people in and try to get their attention. I say, well, you're an original. If you're doing a, a remake from Rick Ross or somebody like that, they're not going to be thinking about you. They're going to be thinking of Rick Ross. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think, you know, being true to yourself, like KBBA, the song you playing earlier, I like that song, you yeah. know, so, you know, um, I, I think, I think, you know, if you're true to yourself and, and true from the heart, people's going to receive you, you know, and you shouldn't worry about what people going to think because there's always a group of people that's going to embrace, you know, what you're doing. And there has been a lot of misconceptions when it comes to hip hop music. Do you believe that today's music or many music we heard today do not carry positive messages? Well, uh, if you look at the 80s, they used to play the records backwards. They yeah. just had subliminal messages, subliminal sounds that's going on. So, you know, it's really up to the individual how strong their mind is, but we have different portals in our body and we have the ear gate. If something, if a word or a sound is going in, it's going to affect you in, in a certain way. That's why I was talking about the little words that's underneath the little things that's that's thrown in there. It, if you're listening to it over and over, because you have people say, well, I shot somebody because of this record. This, this told me to do this. You know, we know the scriptures that death and life is in the power of the tongue and those that love it, it's the fruit thereof. So every word that we say comes to life and it needs a destination. So any sound, any kind of vision, it goes into the portals of your soul. And it can, it may not make you do something in particular, but it's going to affect the way you think, you know, if you listen to it over and over. No, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. And, and I'm glad we could, you know, play through your song, Cold Red. And, and definitely at the end of the day, you know, you do have some fire music that I think people will be captivated to and, and want to be bumping and listening to for sure. So Jihori is 817. I know the World Wide Web is a very big place. At the same time, we could connect socially. Now, could you tell us specifically where we could find you and probably patronize your music? Okay, my website is www.gharris817.org and my new project by gharris817 is called Good Gospel. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Rhapsody, uh, Pandora, etc. You know, uh, along with, you know, friends of mine like Lump, that's in Oklahoma listening now, Street District, King Will. You know, we're all doing a project, new projects and different things. So you can look at all, all those outlets for new music that's coming your way. So www.dharris817.org, Hood Gospel, the new project. All right. Thank you, Jiharis817. I want to say thank you to all our listeners and everyone that just joined us and tuning in with us. You heard from Jiharis817. We're all looking forward to hearing more music from you and staying in touch with you as well. Have a great week and we'll talk to you sometime in future. The Spotlight. Hear directly from your favorite artists in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We talk reality.